governing family, the religious leaders had their sights set on Jesus. For the past several weeks, they've been out to get him. And by the sound of things today, Jesus has had enough. Even if we didn't already know the context for today's story, we get the sense that there is a storm brewing. A crisis was getting ready to explode, right? Well, we aren't quite there yet, but there is a new development. Before things get out of hand, Jesus avoided the scribes and Pharisees, except when they came looking for him. Granted, that was starting to happen a lot. But he did not initiate the confrontations. But today, the tables are starting to turn. Let's look at Matthew chapter 23, verses 1 through 12. Hear the word of the Lord. Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, You would think these Jewish leaders and these Pharisees were Moses, the way they keep making up so many laws. And of course, you should obey their every whim. It may be all right to do what they say, but above anything else, don't follow their example. For they don't do what they tell you to do. They load you with impossible demands that they themselves don't even try to keep. Everything they do is done for show. They act holy by wearing on their arms little prayer boxes with scripture verses inside and by lengthening the memorial fringes of their robes. And how they love to sit at the head table at banquets and in the reserved pews in the synagogue. How they enjoy the deference paid them on the streets, and to be called rabbi and master. Don't ever let anyone call you that, for only God is your rabbi, and all of you are on the same level as brothers. And don't address anyone here on earth as father, for only God in heaven should be addressed like that. And don't be called master, for only one is your master, even the Messiah. The more lowly your service to others, the greater you are. To be the greatest, be a servant. But those who think themselves great shall be disappointed and humbled, and those who humble themselves shall be exalted. This is the word of God for you, the people of God. So we say, thanks be to God. Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, you would think these Jewish leaders and these Pharisees were Moses the way they keep making up so many laws. Ouch! Today's story comes on the heels of the standoff between Jesus and the religious professionals that we heard last week. Even though Matthew starts chapter 23 by telling us that Jesus was speaking to the crowds and to his disciples, it's likely that Pharisees and other religious authorities were there too. And it's also likely that Jesus wanted them to hear or to overhear his words. It may be all right to do what they say, but above anything else, don't follow their example, for they don't do what they tell you to do. Can you imagine the Pharisees' blood pressure starting to rise? They load you with impossible demands that they themselves don't even try to keep. Everything they do is done for show. They love to have people call them rabbi. Or in other words, do as they say, don't do as they do. And don't let anyone call you rabbi or master. There is only one rabbi, he told the crowd. And you are siblings, you are brothers and sisters. Because those who exalt themselves will in the end be humbled. But if you humble yourself, you will be exalted. Now let's push pause here. This past Wednesday was All Saints Day. On All Saints Day, we remember the followers of Jesus who have passed away in the previous year, and we remember all who have gone before us to their eternal reward. Now, with that in mind, 
even the earliest saints of the church struggled with keeping a balance between being humble and being exalted. Some of us don't think about saints as much as some of our brothers and sisters do. We don't all pray to them. But in the Apostles' Creed, we speak of the communion of the saints. Who are the saints? One of the surest signs of a saint is humility. Saints do their work, their good deeds, quietly. They don't seek the limelight. Far from wanting to sit at the head table at banquets, they're usually found behind the scenes, working in the kitchen, serving guests, cleaning up messes. Some are binding wounds, while others are changing diapers and doing other thankless and unglamorous tasks, right? When someone greets them with respect or sets them up as an example, they refuse the honor. They are painfully aware of the ways in which their actions don't always match their intentions. From the outside, we see their good works, but from the inside, they know about some good work they've chosen not to do, or maybe they even know of a bad work in their past that they hope nobody finds out about. Do you know anyone like that? I think the reason Jesus gets so frustrated with the Pharisees is that they were this close to being saints, but they never seemed to get it right. They were teachers. They cared about trying to live according to God's law and about doing their best to obey it. But they couldn't let it go at that. They wanted to be rewarded. They exalted themselves and they wanted others to exalt them too. That's the kind of behavior that led Jesus to say that people should do what they say, but not what they do. In the church, we sometimes speak of saints and sinners as if they were two different categories of people, like sheep on the right and goats on the left. But the truth is, saints and sinners are the same people. Newsflash, everyone is a sinner. Everyone. We all fall short of the glory of God. All of us have every reason to be humble and little reason to be exalted. Some folks are aware of this. They accept it. They laugh at themselves and say honestly, do as I say, not as I do, because I don't always do the things that I know I should do. Some see only the good that they themselves do, not the hurtful things they do, or the good deeds that they don't do. Don't call me a sinner, they bristle. Compared to my neighbor, I'm a saint. One time I had a man say to me, In my view, as long as I don't murder anyone, then I'm doing okay. Well, here's the paradox of what Jesus says. The saints are those who know themselves to be sinners. The sinners are those who believe themselves to be saints. The saints are those who know themselves to be sinners. The sinners are those who believe themselves to be saints. You and I are sinners. But you and I can be saints. Did you know that? Do you believe that? We can be saints if we do what we know is right, if we refuse to seek recognition for it, if we know that despite our doing what is right, our salvation depends on God alone then we are saints. It's not wrong to receive or to give honor where it's due, but we should ask ourselves, do we live lives of selfishness or of service? Do we measure success by how much we get 
or by how much we give. Jesus invited us to follow him. There is no place we can go where Jesus has not already gone. And the title we should value is not doctor or reverend or Lord, but servant. And the place of honor is a cross. It's not an elected office or a corner office or even the cover of Time magazine. The only recognition we should seek, the only one of any importance, is to be known as a faithful follower of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Good and gentle Father, for saints and servants of every age who, when called, have simply obeyed, whether shepherd or scholar, faced by opposition or praise, asked to give from their riches or their poverty, we give you thanks. For in your eyes all are blessed. May we count ourselves among those willing to hear your call, living lives dedicated in service to our Savior and our King. Help us to obey you, to love you, to follow you in all that we do, think, and say. Give us eyes to see the best in people, hearts to forgive the worst, minds that forget the bad, and souls that never lose faith in you. And now using the words debts and debtors, let us pray with boldness the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As always, thank you. I really do appreciate you joining me today. I hope these words were helpful to you. And if they were, will you like, review, and share this episode? If you leave a good review, it will help other people to find and to benefit from these devotional thoughts. By the way, if you have a need or prayer request, please leave a message in the comments section and be assured that I will be praying for you and for your need. Now, this week, your job is to love at least three people and make sure at least one of them doesn't deserve it. Why? Because everyone needs love and everyone needs to know that God loves them, no matter what, right? Remember, with Jesus, we always, always, always have hope. Now receive these words of benediction today. May the Lord bless you and protect you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face to you and grant you his peace. Amen? Amen. Amen.